God bless the city of Rock Hill. Rock Hill is such a special place. You're going to know Rock Hill from more than Football City USA. Pathways, Indoor Center, Knowledge Park. It's just a wonderful time to be in Rock Hill right now. The city of Rock Hill is one of the only destinations that fully gets it. It builds world-class venues that are better than anywhere in the United States. Hello and welcome into the Rock Hill CityCast. My name's Matthew Cray, Ashley Studebaker, co-hosting alongside me. We aim to keep you informed on all things happening inside the city of Rock Hill. In with us today, we have Aubrey Smith, president of the Rock Hill Council of Neighborhoods. Is that correct? That's correct. And how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks, and hope both of you are. Absolutely. As so, well as everybody listening. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we have a, a, a great audience mm. of listeners. Um, we we want to get to know about you and the Council of Neighborhoods, but we like to get to ask our guests a question about their personalities, uh, and it's a little bit more fun. So the question that I have for you today is if you could sit down, this one's a classic, and have dinner with anyone from history, dead or alive, so they can be living today or they can be from long ago, who would you choose and why? Oh, goodness. Good one. Well, that's a good one. There's a whole long list, but I'm sure you don't want the whole long list. Um, you can give me a couple if, if you have right. some coming to mind. All right. Uh, the first one that would come into mind is the one that is of uh, the most importance to me, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'd love mm-hmm. to sit down with him and someday hope to do that. I don't, and, uh, but uh, just, to, just to be able to listen to him and to talk to him would certainly be uh, be of value. Uh, There's so many other important people in history and it's very hard uh, to decide which of those it would be. But I would choose it, I think if I had time to think about it, I would choose it according to the character of the person. Uh, <clears throat> that would be first and foremost uh, more than just their achievements or their accomplishments or the curiosity they might bring to my mind. All right, and I'll, I'll switch gears to a second question. If you had to eat just one food from today through the rest of your life, what food would you choose? Wow. Well, would probably would not be uh, the most healthy or anything else when you've only got one food. But uh, I love fish. Love catfish. Catfish guy. Mm, okay. Yeah. Spent part of, was born in Georgia. Spent uh, part of my adult life there. And I learned to enjoy uh, those little old country catfish uh, restaurants that were out on the lake and they just pile it on the table fresh from the pond, and you'd eat them. That sounds so, great. So as far as taste, that would be it. <laughs> so that's actually a great transition, <clears throat> talking about you're from Georgia. Uh, tell us a little bit about your life and how you eventually made it to Rock Hill. Well, uh, I was born in Georgia, but spent most of my life elsewhere. Did live there as some as a child and uh, lived uh, three or four states in the southeast. My father was a minister, and so uh, we moved around, and in uh, uh, his particular denomination, it wasn't that you just moved within a county or a state. Uh, You could, but you had opportunity to move to different states. And so we did that, and um, In my high school years, uh, right at the beginning of my high school years, we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and I went through high school there, 
in college, in uh, undergrad, and uh, it was in college that I met a girl from Rock Hill, mm. uh, South Carolina. Interestingly, uh, I had gone to the first grade in Pineville, North Carolina, and uh, my dad had ministered there for three or four years, and I knew as much as you know when you're in first grade and so on, but I knew some of her relatives did not know any connection or anything until years later we meet in college and and ironically all of that comes together. Uh, we got married. Uh, I started out in business administration. That was my goal and started for a division of the old AT&T. That's far before y'all's time, <laughs> but uh, started out there, planned to spend the rest of my life there, and uh, along the way felt uh, a call and a mission to ministry. I think everybody's got a calling and a ministry for their life. That just happened to be uh, what I felt and uh, was fortunate to utilize that business experience and so on through, through pastoring for the next many years. And then about, uh, we lived in seven, uh, seven states in all I've lived in. Uh, and what are those seven? Well, let's see, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Ohio. There you go. Ah. So uh, small towns to some of the biggest metropolitan areas. <laughs> and I've said it often in city meetings, but I'll say it again. Uh, in all of those areas, and I lived in all of them as an adult, uh, not just as a child in part of them, uh, I've been heavily involved, tried to be, in uh, civic organizations and city involvement and so on in those places. And I have never seen a place quite like Rock Hill in terms of its civic leadership, its governmental leadership, both elected and city staff and so forth. And that is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about Rock Hill Council of Neighborhoods, not just the organization, but its whole partnership with the city and so forth. And then back to that, um, to your original question, about 20 years ago, uh, I had ended one assignment and uh, my wife's parents were in a nursing home here and so we moved up here to try to um, help minister to them and take care of them. There were other siblings here, but to, to do our part in that. I was going to do some inner city uh, work and with some nonprofits and ended up uh, doing some of that, but instead uh, ended up back in pastoring and helping a church in the Charlotte area as a consultant try to expand their inner city ministry and so that's why we are here she and her siblings are here all of them have retired <laughs> and come back um and how long have you held your position of the president of the rock hill council of neighborhoods uh four years, four years. uh we're only allowed to have two terms or two years we're only allowed two two-year terms and uh, at least in succession mm -hmm. And so there was to be a change of leadership uh, for the incoming January. But uh, we chose, like a lot of organizations in the city itself, to postpone because of COVID one year for the entire executive board. So 
uh, I'll be serving one more year and then we'll have the election to keep back on the two-year cycle. And can you kind of touch on what exactly you do as far as being the, the president of that organization? Well, there's several things. Uh, one, you're, you're the face of the organization in a sense, which I've said for the last two or three years, we need a new face. It needs to be younger and so forth. And uh, hopefully there's nothing wrong with uh, those of us that have got a uh, little more than 20 and 30 years under our belt. But uh, uh, we are, we're striving diligently, and it's beginning to work uh, because of the work of a lot of people, but uh, uh, to bring on some newer talent and newer representation of neighborhoods and so on and younger in that sense. So I'm sure that uh, the new executive board, uh, and we've got younger ones on it, but uh, next time around I would assume there will be uh, more youth involved in that. Uh, also, you're, you're sort of the liaison to the city. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be one of the ones that uh, was able to attend uh, the mayor's monthly uh, leadership or involvement council. Uh, we haven't had that during COVID. I've certainly missed it because you get such an insight into the quality of the people in different organizations, nonprofits as well as as governmental and business organizations that uh, really make up such a vital part of this community and working. So that's been good. Of course, uh, the leadership of it, uh, uh, the executive board, we have uh, eight people plus uh, two that we've invited to past presidents to be a part of that and so um, all of those things uh, chairing the monthly meetings of the organization setting the agendas uh, trying to help lead and liaison with other organizations etc now you say that you're a liaison and that usually mean another word for that could be mediator so you're mediating between the city and I'm assuming the Council of Neighborhoods, what does that look like? What kind of things do you mediate? Mediate sounds, to me anyway, in my term, a, a little bit strong there because okay. there's not anything to uh, mediate per se. Uh, I'll give you a business card later, but it says, and we are, we really were created by the city of Rock Hill. And... Uh, but uh, back when that was done, and I can give more information later if you want it, back when that was set up in about 98, uh, uh, the question was raised, how do we want this organization to function? And some of the inner circle of three or four people that were putting this together uh, talked about the fact it could be an appointed commission of the mayor and the council or any number of things. But ultimately, they decided uh, that they wanted it to be an independent organization, but one that worked very heavily with the city. And so that's what we are. We're 413C, uh, you know, nonprofit. We are independent in that sense. Uh, there's no governmental organization that controls us. At the same time, we work directly with uh, neighborhood services was housing and neighborhood services that's been split off now 
and neighborhood empowerment. Um, one of the members of neighborhood empowerment is actually on our executive board and is the official liaison between our organization and, and neighborhood empowerment or services. But uh, those kinds of things, we're in partnership with them and in partnership with the city. Uh, the city from time to time, when I say the city, I'm using that in a macro sense. It may be anybody from the police chief to the fire chief to city manager or whatever that uh, says, uh, what do you think your group would think about such and such? And, and we may talk about that either on executive board or maybe to the group as a whole and try to get feelings uh, to help them. And I'm not saying they come to us with every issue, but there is an occasion where, uh, where we're asked for input on that, like I'm sure a lot of other organizations are. Uh, by the same token, sometimes people come to us uh, saying, I really need help with the city, but I'm not sure where to go or what to do. We can give them information of who to contact. Sometimes we can put them in contact with an individual uh, sometimes we may directly ourselves take that issue to somebody within the city and say this is a concern and a burden and I can give you some examples of that in a little bit if you if you want them as far as what the council itself has done let me hush there I'm not sure if I've <laughs> answered the question or maybe maybe uh, going around Robin Hood's barn three or four times um, so can you kind of give us a brief um, history of the, you know, Council of Neighborhoods? Because, yes, Rock Hill has grown so much over the last few years. So does the Council of Neighborhoods grow with that as well as far as like maybe when it started, there was just a couple people a part of that council. And now there's how many? OK, as I said, in 98, um, uh, Melanie Brandon, who is uh, now over uh, neighborhood empowerment and, and neighborhood services, I'm not sure what her position was at the time, but she, as I understand, and uh, the city manager, I cannot remember who was city manager at that point, it's for my time, um, and I guess it was Mayor Eccles that would have been mayor at that point, and may have been others in the discussion, but I'm aware of those three uh, that sort of birthed this organization. Uh, the organization then became uh, a kind of thing as I envision, and I could be wrong, so anybody can correct me along the way, but as I envision, it was there to try to bring together uh, neighborhoods that we can talk about later bring together the people of this community again as as I think is one of the most crucial factors that I do want us to talk about and also tie that in with the needs of the city of how the city can better serve the community how the community can can work better in coordination with the city uh, one of the things early on, for instance, was in the southwest part of town, uh, there was an old dilapidated mill. Uh, Y'all even know that there were so many of those around here across time. But this one was just had burnt out or something and was crumbling and, and all the rats and mice and everything else were in it. And uh, some people that maybe 
didn't bring the greatest of, of activities into that kind of facility as well. And uh, so somehow in the process, the city and so forth partnered uh, I, with Rock Hill Council of Neighborhoods. I think it was a city-generated idea, mm -hmm. but they needed somebody to come on board with them and help that and uh, also needed a, a nonprofit organization uh, officially to do that. Long story short, that facility was torn down with a lot of endeavor uh, by a lot of people, city and Rock Hill Council of Neighborhoods that took the lead on that and, and so forth. Uh, cleared off, a little bit of a park was put there. Today, there's not only the little park in commemoration, but that property has been turned into about 80 or 90 uh, workforce housing, beautiful houses there if you've ever been down in that neighborhood, just lovely uh, homes. And that's the kind of transition. That's the kind of thing of people coming together. Uh, city cannot do everything. No governmental entity can. We expect them to, uh, but they can't. They're people just like us, and they're dependent on us. Uh, by the same token, most organizations cannot do it on their own. We need some governmental help and involvement. And then one neighborhood cannot do it. So you begin to see how it really just comes out of a very simple principle that when the Creator made us, we were not made to, cre to, to operate in isolation. And the very dynamics of, of civil society is how well we function together. And when we don't function together, and sometimes we're seeing that today, uh, it brings chaos and heartache and so forth. When we do function together, both in harmony of logistics and spirit, man, there's almost nothing we can cannot do. So um, this is where Rock Hill Council comes into being, to bring neighborhoods together. Uh, in those meetings, we can share issues, and one neighborhood can say, we're having problems here. Another one can say, let us tell you what we did. We had the same problem, so on and so on and so forth. Uh, some of those things are casual. Some of them are official but it makes a difference when we all come together. And I'm going to hush because I don't know if I even answered all your questions. <laughs> Can you go into specifics on some of the individual issues you guys deal with on a daily to weekly basis? A uh, lot of it has to do with uh, things that we cannot control, but again, that, that we can help in, in uh, going to the right people and so on. Uh, neighborhood crime, neighborhood cleanup that is needed. Uh, about two years ago, I lose track of time with COVID, <laughs> but <laughs> right. uh, uh, two or three years ago in one of our meetings, one of the representatives spoke up and said, we've got a real problem in our neighborhood. Uh, we have a, a, a cemetery there. It started out operated by a church and then it was operated by some group and now nobody claims ownership or responsibility. It's grown up. It's an eyesore in the neighborhood, plus the people that are there. Nobody can even see or know. Long story short, they came to us. Uh, boy, just through, I could not begin to name everybody, but 
Council of Neighborhoods took the leadership, talked to the city. We, we worked with the city for months to make sure of the legalities, because you can't just go on to private property and start saying, okay, we're going to clean this up and do this, that, and the other. You have liability issues and so on, and what happens once we clean it up? In six months, it's going to be the same thing. Long story short, uh, the city agreed, okay, if you can get it cleaned up, then we'll maintain it and we'll take over ownership of it uh, according to the legalities and so on and that was not a simple process that that took six eight ten months to accomplish mm. then we got in there uh, boy scouts uh, uh, all of those organizations comporium uh, winthrop student groups some church groups some community groups as well as members of Rock Hill Council of Neighborhoods got in there literally by hand with just hand tools except right at near the end Comporium came in with some bigger equipment but it was limited as to how much because you can't get big equipment mm -hmm. in between tombstones and so forth and markers but anyway it was cleaned up uh, I had one young man come come to me as we were working one day and he said you know, I can't believe this. He was visiting back home. He said, I was raised in this neighborhood. I didn't know that cemetery was there. Mm. I could show you pictures. I mean, you couldn't tell a thing other than just heavy woods there. But it was an historic African-American cemetery dating back to the 1800s. Now there's the dignity for those interred there and their families and so forth. Uh, Little Free Libraries was coordinated, not originated, but coordinated for several years by uh, uh, Council of Neighborhoods. Uh, people can come to us with other issues, have them not every day and every week, but members will call either me or they'll come to the meetings and say, here's, here's some needs we have again. Um, can you kind of touch on what's the biggest difference between neighborhood groups um, as such and a homeowners association? Okay. Let me let me take one step back from that question and say to be a to be a member. Now anybody can come and participate and be in on the meetings. Okay. But to and that's anybody. But to be a member, you have to be a neighborhood within the city limits of Rock Hill and you have to have some form of organization uh, and some semblance of bylaws or uh, something that says we are an association. Now that doesn't, you know, if you were in a neighborhood that wasn't, you could go through the neighborhood and say, hey, we've got a meeting next week to see if we want to organize. If 10 people out of 100 showed up and y'all decided to do that, you could you could organize that way, okay? It's not a kind of legally binding thing. Mm. So the first kind of group we have in there, and we have some of all of these, are just neighborhood associations. Sometimes those start out by crime watch groups or those kinds of things, or just a few people in the neighborhood get together and enjoy each other's fellowship, and an association is created. We can help any neighborhood do that and show them how and help them with that. Uh, the second is that you actually have neighborhoods that are uh, really operating with certain bylaws and restrictions and so on. Of course, they have to do some things legally. You can't just have somebody that says, okay, I don't like what you're doing with your house and so on and so forth. 
but that can be an actual neighborhood association. Then you go to HOAs, and HOAs can either be self-managed. Uh, I live in a small uh, neighborhood, for instance. We are a self uh, managed neighborhood. We've got 20 houses. We've got an official HOA. We've got covenants. We've got all of those things, but we elect our own board and we don't have the money to pay somebody else to come in and manage everything. Then there are, are uh, corporate run HOAs. You can hire and there are all sorts of groups out there. So those are the kinds of things that are apart. Now, we do have a few people that come that are in neighborhoods that have none of that, and they're free to all the benefits in the sense of being able to say, hey, can you give me some advice and mm -hmm. so forth. But each neighborhood that is an official member can have two representatives that they must elect or appoint however they choose to do it that come to the meetings and represent that neighborhood. And how many of these different groups do you have under the uh, umbrella of the Council of Neighborhoods? Right now, there's about uh, on the neighborhood of 40 that are uh, active, and that does, you know, sometimes that means they're active this month, not next month, and some are there every time, and so forth. Uh, but about 40 that are on the registry, there's really about 150 neighborhoods if we went to had all of them in. We are reaching new neighborhoods, uh, particularly now. We were fortunate to be in, the, na in uh, the ward meetings in the last two or three months where the mayor and, and the city council person of that ward uh, were there to discuss things and so on, and we were invited to be a part, and we got to, to present. And uh, so we're getting some out of that. Uh, we haven't really gone to um, senior care facilities as a neighborhood. We could, but that's a whole different dynamic. We have not gone to apartment complexes. Again, any of those people are welcome, and we could do that. But the dynamics are so mobile there and uh, transitory uh, that we focus mostly, mostly on uh, uh, you know, that can be condo units or something, but uh, neighborhoods that uh, are more self-owned and operated. Um, so the, the south side of Rock Hill is getting um, developed or redeveloped, if you will. What kind of role do you guys play in that? Uh, officially, most of that is coming through uh, of course, uh, first of all, the city and then other commissions and groups that have been uh, created either by the neighborhoods and or the city. But we've been heavily involved in the sense that I've been in on many of those meetings. Our people have been on different ones on many of them. Uh, we've offered services of whatever. If there's something we can do that needs to be done that could come through us more effectively or easily uh, so we're we're very much in that we try to take all that information give it to our members who in turn the whole idea is they give it to their members I mean the people in their neighborhoods and then uh, everything that we're trying to do is to bring neighborhoods together mm -hmm. so 
in answer to your question, about all of ours is is support and indirect. Okay. At the same time, let me say what I said at the very beginning. Uh, there is no neighborhood in this city that is unimportant. Every neighborhood's important. Every neighborhood is different. But the fact is that each one has strengths and each one has weaknesses. Now, obviously, there's some neighborhoods that are more self-sufficient, you know. Uh, they don't need us as much. We keep telling them they do, but not only that, we need them to be a part of all of that because uh, there are a few neighborhoods that have enough, you know, social and political clout that they don't have to come to Rock Hill Council neighborhoods to find out who to go to in the city, obviously. And if it's a money issue, you know, then they've got that. But that doesn't make them any more important than the neighborhoods that don't and the people that have to come to us and say, who do I talk to about this? And I can't get any answers here and so forth. But every one of those neighborhoods brings something. And I think to me, one, you know, one of the one of the greatest joys of being a part of this. I was in a meeting the other night, and, and I was trying to help some of the city staff clean up after one of those meetings. They said, no, go ahead. We get paid for this. I said, oh, I do too, just not with money. <laughs> and uh, But the beauty of learning and knowing people in struggling neighborhoods who bring so much to the table it's a different dynamic than those on the other socioeconomic end, but every one of us are important people, and they come together for that. How have you seen the Council of Neighborhoods impact the Rock Hill community? Uh, through things like the cemetery, the uh, cleanup efforts we've had across time, the little free libraries, um, just being out there working with other organizations uh being a part of meetings that says uh here's support we may be able to give or not uh, obviously every organization has its own parameters and dynamics uh, so i'm not going to tell you for a moment that every a civic organization and governmental commission in town uh, runs to us every day and every week and says, hey, we can't operate without you. Mm -hmm. But I have said in meetings where the leaders of those organizations have said, Aubrey, let me tell you, before you ever even came along, I mean, they may not have said that, but I knew it was before I came along, so it was not to my credit and isn't still. But boy, here, here's what that group has done, and here's how it has helped this and, and how it's been a part of this. I think that's true of everything from the Literacy Council to the Arts Council to uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, if you take any one of us and just set us on the island by ourselves, probably wouldn't accomplish enough to, to count. But when you put it together... And uh, I often say, you know, I, I sort of resent the hero worship we have today. 
and uh, somebody says, oh, the quarterback deserves $30 million because of this. And I say, great, put him out there on a game with the other team over there and take away all 10 other players on offense and defense, and let's see how good he is, you know. Doesn't mean he's not good. It just means we are good when we are working together. And that's true of every one of our organizations. And and I I believe, and I think from everything I've heard from the leaders of the others, we all believe that we are best because we are working together. That's why the mayor's meetings monthly were so vital. And that that's when, you see, as I said in a meeting recently, Every neighborhood is, by its very definition, isolation. There is a parameter. We know this line goes here and this one. There are four lines. This is our neighborhood, okay? So in a sense, we can become 150 isolated areas within Rock Hill, and we can either fight each other or we can ignore each other and nothing good comes out of either of those but when we join hands together in activity in logistics in fellowship in spirit in goals then we don't have 150 neighborhoods we have one community and that's when success comes um, and, and I guess in, in closing um, so based on you know term limitations and everything you'll be passing the torch, if you will, soon um, to someone. What do you hope for them to carry on um, that you've kind of held high for the council or, you know, something rewarding that you, you've been a part of? I think the most important mission that we have, it's, it's one of the logos of, of our organization, is bringing people together. Uh, we, the organization has done a lot of good in activity. <clears throat> But let's take this cemetery for an example. To me, the value of that was not that now there's a piece of ground, you can see the tombstones, and it's not as messy looking. The value of it was it brought people from all socioeconomic mm -hmm. and educational and geographical and everything else together. It began to show a renewed respect to those families represented there. That's the mission. About anybody can take care of a logistical issue. What we need to do, and our primary goal, and I hope going forward to answer your question, if I could guarantee today that here's where the success would be, it would be the realization of bringing people of all sorts together to work together, to live together, uh, in a sense, of, uh, not of agreement on everything, that would be crazy, but in harmony of mission and purpose and spirit. Is there anything that we've missed or anything that you'd like to add? Um, again, uh, just to repeat what I think maybe I've said, but I've, I've said it in uh, uh, a lot of meetings. Um, <clears throat> for several years now, even before I was president. Uh, if people coming to Charlotte really knew, and they don't know because they'll come to Charlotte and they'll ask somebody this and this or whatever, with no disregard to all the other communities I've lived in, two of them, 
around Charlotte. Um, Rock Hill is unique in a number of ways. But the thing that I think is such a characteristic of Rock Hill, and it doesn't mean other communities don't have it, I just happen to believe, and I'm prejudiced, but I just happen to believe, or biased, uh, that uh, we have it better, is the sense of unity of purpose. Now, we don't agree on everything, and surely we have a lot of issues still to confront economically, socially, racially, politically. But I think we're doing a better job than any neighborhood, any community I've ever lived in. And I think part of that, and this is not meant as a political statement, we are a nonpartisan organization and strive to stay that way. But I believe that from all I've encountered from city council members to mayor to city manager, to city staff, to people just like the two of you. Uh, this group works to make this a community. And I have never seen the elected, the political class, and even the, the uh, staff of the city in any place I've been that treated everybody with the kind of respect. Clinton Connection housing and neighborhood services. The, most cities don't have these things. We've had city, uh, I was in a meeting a couple of years ago or more where a group from another city came and said, man, we've heard about what goes on here. Would you please tell us about how we can organize council of neighborhoods? And I said, you can organize council of neighborhoods only if you can organize yourself with the city. You've got to have, with those people, a relationship. Don't, it doesn't matter what the organization looks like, but working together is what creates it, and that's what does here. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your insight and knowledge, and thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you for allowing me for Rock Hill Council of Neighborhoods and any group out there if you don't know if your uh, neighborhood is a part, call us, and we can let you know, and uh, we can help you organize, if not in that regard. And uh, these, uh, you may want to give numbers or whatever, I don't know, but uh, anyway, you can call the city of Rock Hill, and they can put you in touch with, with the neighborhood services and our uh, Rock Hill Council of Neighborhoods. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill City Cast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.